So hello, ma'am. Uh, welcome to Learning is Cancer and Zenonco. I'm Justina from Zenonco.io. Uh, this is our Love Heals Cancers and Zenonco's Cancer Healing Journey Talks, uh, where we invite speakers who have gone through cancer, maybe as a patient, uh, caregiver, or survivor. Uh, these CAGs are very close to our heart because many patients tell us that we listen to our people's other people's journey and it inspires them. So it helps them to boost their confidence and give them hope uh, that if others can go through this and successfully beat the disease, then why can't they? So thank you so much, ma'am, uh, for joining us for today's uh, CHA talk. So could you please introduce yourself and tell us how it all began? Sure, sure. Thank you very much for inviting me. And uh... I, as I was mentioning, you know, the moment I saw you, you know, I, I love the name. <laughs> I love your entire persona. So wonderful. Thank you very much, Justina, for uh, inviting me. And it's a pleasure coming onto your platform and sharing my story, my usual normal story. Okay. And if it actually helps anybody, I will be very grateful for that. Okay. So having said that, uh, I'm Uma. Uma De, and currently I'm based out of um, Pune, Maharashtra. And um, about myself, I'm born and brought up in a very small place called Kharagpur. From there, I came on to Calcutta for my studies. And from there, I got my first job. And it was initially in Calcutta. Then post-marriage, I shifted to Pune. Since then, I'm here for the last eight, eight nine years now. I have a small child. She is of uh, seven and a half years old. And I live here with my husband and my daughter along with my mother-in-law. And that's all pretty is my story. And uh, I'm associated with an organization for the last 15 years now. I'm an HR by profession, as well as a student of HR. I love, you know, um, engaging myself in a lot of self-development activities and community development activities. Uh, so this was, was pretty about me, but in 2020, I was struck with this disease. And for my, uh, in my case, it was an ovarian cancer. And I was uh, detected when it was on the verge of third stage. It was about to be, metastasis was about to begin. Okay, and that's how it got detected. And thereafter, my treatment continued for almost close to two and a, uh, one and a half years. I went through 23 rounds of chemotherapy and um, a huge surgery. And it was corona, you know, full-fledged corona at that point in time. Twice I was struck with corona as well. <laughs> so in between my treatment, however, with God's grace and with the support uh, of my family and my well-wishers, I could survive. And um, it's last year that I joined back my workplace I had taken a sabbatical and I'm continuing now. So initially I started off with a part-time job. And from this month, 1st July, I have gone back full-time and I'm taking up little by little, I'm taking up some further responsibilities as well. Okay. And um, apart this now in my second stint, so I consider this as a second stint of my life, which I would like to dedicate, you know, doing whatever is possible for my end towards people, okay? And especially looking at cancer survivors, 
with a special, special focus towards ovarian cancer survivors because today there are a lot of young women uh, detected by it. And as you know, as a part of the treatment, that organ is removed from our body. Okay. And with that, with young uh, girls who are not married yet, the chances of, uh, you know, carrying a child uh, depletious. So my mission, along with my oncologist, Dr. Nikhil Parvate, is that we come up with a center in India, wherein, uh, you know, we can store the ovary, we can, you know, take out the ovary and uh, keep it safe, let the patient go through the treatment and again implant the ovary back so that she can become a mother. So that's a very novel concept of my oncologist. And I shared that dream with him. So to come up with something. So this particular uh, episode, and I'm hopeful that, you know, in future also, I would be getting some opportunity, some, some way to uh, come up with this. So that is what I am now looking ahead to. Yeah. That's wonderful, ma'am, because uh, uh, to come up after overcoming your experience and then coming up for others uh, with a great idea, it takes a lot of effort to actually talk to a professional uh, medical person and then discuss and coming up, helping others, reaching out. Yeah, that needs a lot of effort. So, uh, so could you please tell us uh, what was the initial symptoms and how did it get diagnosed? Diagnosed, okay. Uh, very frankly speaking, there were no symptoms for me, okay. Um, it was lockdown, March onwards, it was lockdown, 2020, it was lockdown and I was working from home doing all the household stuff. Uh, with my kid all around, you know, <laughs> and uh, I didn't imagine that I was carrying a nine centimeter tumor inside me. All of a sudden, it's that happened that I started having a, um, you know, headache, uh, not headache, shoulder ache, shoulder pain. So I started off with my shoulder pain. So, um, so initially, uh, I went to my um, house physician, it was a virtual call that I made to him. And he gave me some medicine, some muscle relaxant and maybe probably some uh, painkillers, okay, which I had. And thereafter I started, I felt that I'm having a bloated stomach. So after about seven days, even then there was no remission of pain. So I again contacted him. So that time he mentioned that, why don't you come over? So I was all guarded, you know, wearing that uh, as if I'm going to Mars, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of a costume I had worn and I had gone to him. And then after that, he told me that, well, I seen that you have collected water in your stomach. So why don't you refer to one surgeon? So it is a small clinic, very close to my house. And at that point in time, there was a lady surgeon available, you know, at that point in time. So I went to her and then she, you know, administered. And then she told me, Uma, I think you should get a USG done and during the USG, the radiologist was telling me, ma'am, don't you feel any pain? I said, no. Um, how come? Because you are already carrying a tumor and it is of such gigantic size. So uh, we are very stunned that you are not feeling any pain. I said, no, it is absolutely benign. Okay. And that time he asked me, who is along with you? I said, I came alone because my husband is part of a government concern. So he moves around from places, from one place to other. And currently is posted at Sholapur. So that time also he was at Sholapur. So I went all alone. So he told me that, no, 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 I think you should get your, should call your husband because 
uh, this needs further investigation. You should get a CT scan done. I said, no, no, is there anything wrong? He said, no, 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 but don't delay. I'm not very sure, but uh, there is something wrong. So you should get a further investigation. And that's how I was left with. So the very next day, I went to a nearby hospital, uh, as in very close by, because as in, in Corona, I couldn't take much chances. So I, I went there again, I went alone and I got a CT scan done. There are, that evening, my husband came back. So we got the report the very next day. And then doctor further asked me for a few tests and uh, the test reports were not that good. Okay, neither was that city report. So the, um, uh, the gynecologist told me uh, from that very hospital that you should refer to an oncologist. And that was a, you know, a great shocker to all of us that what is this? I'm all fine. I don't think I'm carrying such a bloody disease. So I went to my oncologist, Dr. Nikhil Parvate. So he told me that, oh, come on, I don't, uh, I don't think this is, this is the case. Let me have further investigation. So he asked me to go through histopathology. And uh, the histopathology confirmed, you know. So all this took me, say, from May 8th, the first investigation started. And uh, by 12th of May, uh, you know, it was all said and done. <laughs> it was verified. And I was declared that I'm on the third stage of cancer and uh, it had to be immediate. Uh, the chemotherapy should begin, you know, without any day loss. So from the very next day, my, uh, my treatment began under Dr. Nikhil Parvati. Uh, he was my uh, gyno-oncologist. Okay. And also I had another doctor who was a medical oncologist, Dr. Gawande, both from Aditya Birla Hospital in Pune. So I got treated from there and that's all. <laughs> so ma'am, was there any uh, family history from your side? Very good question. Yeah. So I did not have any such family history as in uh, my doctors were saying that, you know, does your mother had or your, uh, your grandmother had, you know, from my mother's side. But my father at a very later stage, so uh, when he was almost close to 75, that time he was diagnosed with throat cancer. Okay, it was a throat cancer. And, uh, but he got, he got perfectly fine. He went through radiotherapy and then he was all fine. But then his death, which also happened in 2020, was not owing to cancer. It was a normal, you know, cardiac arrest, which has happened. So, but my mother's side, uh, nobody had and and of course uh, barca one and barca two tests these two tests are usually conducted after chemotherapy is done uh, the, those have come negative for me so clinically uh, it is so that i don't have a history uh, i don't carry the genes okay from my parents but still they say that it's a genetic disorder <laughs> so ma'am um... What was the what was your reaction? Because it was out of nowhere, as you said, there was no initial symptoms as such. Okay. So, what was your reaction when you got diagnosed, and uh, how was uh, your family reacting to the yeah. same? Yeah. yeah. So it was a very shocking, as you understand. This very uh, the very news is heartbreaking, as well as it puts you to a level where in the first thought that comes to you that probably my life is going to come to an end. Uh, 
okay and my child at that point in time was five and a half years old okay she was very small she didn't understand what is mama going through okay uh, definitely it was i also went through a similar experience and similar emotions but having said that my oncologist uh, was my savior okay definitely he's a great doctor but more than that i think he's a wonderful psychologist as well <laughs> okay so the first thing when he broke the news and we went to him with that histopathology report he was like i don't believe that uh, you know at this age i was uh, at that point in time 38 okay so he said that at such an early age one cannot go through all this but then it had happened and then he, uh, obviously i was in tears in front of him so was my husband so he was like hey listen but i still have hope it's not that i am i have left the hope for you i still have hope and you have to fight it out so i I'm, i'm sure you will so that confidence in him and that's the first time i'm meeting him or probably the second time i'm meeting him before that i went and he asked me to get the histopathology done so that was the second meeting and then he told me i believe you will be able to do it and you know that gave me lot of confidence you know and i felt yeah of course i am i think i let me see let me see how how things goes and then he told me that it would it would be a kind of a sandwich treatment wherein i will be going through three rounds of chemotherapy then the surgery which will remove the uterus ovary and everything and then again three rounds of chemotherapy that was initially been told to me okay and um, of course after coming back i did took a um uh you know second opinion uh, i did take a certain opinion and even went to dr advani so i am very glad and and i thank that uh, friend of my husband who helped us to get dr advani's uh, you know um appointment it's very difficult to find his appointment i'm sure you know who dr advani is is a you know president awardee okay is a great oncologist living legend so i had a video chat with him he he uh, at that point in time he was in bombay his chamber is in bombay chembur i there's no point in going because it was corona outside <laughs> so i had a virtual chat and then he told me his sentences were that i have gone through all your reports and it's just a matter of 6 months so six chemos and one surgery then you are free so that statement you know that then i am free gave me so much of confidence he told me your line of treatment is absolutely fine you need not have to come to and rush to tata medical get your treatment done under that doctor itself who suggested you this line and i am i am gratifying it and that was it okay after that believe you me i have not thought an iota towards what am i going through what will happen i have taken every stance of it very boldly because i had to survive for my daughter and whenever i used to go and take my first uh, chemotherapy experience i'll tell you i was started with a very advanced drug okay so they had started with the top notch they thought that in case a top notch doesn't you know i'm not able to deal with it probably they will come bring down the dosage and after the first bottle went through i was encircled with four physicians one nurse and my husband and you know all these pair of eyes were <laughs> looking at me that first half an hour how is this body reacting and i was all fine i was all fine 
and that's what's it. So that high dose treatment continued for me for the next uh, few months. So then with the, in between I had my surgery and uh, after my, this primary, you know, primary treatment went, uh, was over, doctor told me, since you have come up with it at a very early age, we will continue 17 rounds, further 17 rounds of chemos with that high dose. Okay. So I said, okay, fine. So I had to go through that. So I have taken it. I had taken it on my stride because I know that I have to come out and there is no other way to come out of it unless until you take these therapies, right? So that's how I have actually taken this up. Keeping my, definitely keeping my child's face in front of me because, and that was first thing. And second thing was the day when I went for my chemotherapy at, at hospital, I saw, you know, children, at the age of four, five, you know, sitting there and they were taking chemotherapies. So they were actually my first, um, I would say my willpower came, came seeing them. That if that child could endure what I am enduring, I definitely can do, you know, um, you know, if, if that little child with who has just come onto this earth, I have seen 38 years of this earth. Okay, and they are so small. If they are going through all this, then why can't I? So definitely these two instances, my child and those children had given me the strength to surpass this journey. Yeah, mom, you're very strong enough to, you know, go through everything and still stay strong and till, still you are like smiling very brightly. <laughs> Right. So, uh, and also, ma'am, you're very fortunate enough because it's very hard to find a perfect doctor for you. Uh, yes. The journey itself takes like 10, 10 doctors and thousands of opinions. So, yeah, the struggle itself is in the treatment. Yeah. yeah I want to like to convey something here, you know, that we should always go to a proper um, scientific treatment. I think, you know, there are a lot of people who would like to take the alternative medical science therapies. But I feel this is a disease to not to be uh, taking a lot of chances because as such, you don't get, uh, I would say I'm blessed that I got this chance, okay? But not many are, okay? So read, whatever time you have, go through proper medical treatment, visit a cancer hospital, whichever area you you are in okay and go through a proper moderated treatment because otherwise you know you would unnecessarily call for um, further risks yeah. uh, so ma'am could you please specify uh, what all treatment did you go through and uh, was there any alternative you were thinking of yeah Right, right. So definitely, I, I was very focused in terms of from the day one and thanks to my husband, because it was a very tough decision for him as well. Because at that time, see, I am a recipient. I was not in a state of mind to take any call, to take any decision making. So it was absolutely on his shoulders to take a call. And I have just shut my mind and I have followed. I have become a follower without not letting any... A cross questioning happening in my mind. I trusted the words of my physicians and my husband. He told me we will go to Aditya Birla only. I followed him. We went 
<laughs> we went to Dr. Nikhil. Dr. Nikhil, whatever he mentioned, I just blindfolded. I trusted him and I followed him. Believe you me. I followed Dr. Advani also when he mentioned that you don't need to come to Bombay because we were in two minds that whether we should go to Bombay and continue with the treatment or should I happen, you know, um, make it happen with uh, Aditya Birla only because that was close by. Okay. So then he mentioned that, no, 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 absolutely not. It's an, a fabulous treatment that man, Dr. Nikhil has mentioned. Please go ahead with it. And we did that. Okay. So it was, um, you know, a proper medically diagnosed treatment wherein I went through chemotherapies. I was given an advanced drug called Avastin. I went through a surgery, uh, which led to hysterectomy and post that again. Again, there were three rounds of chemos. After that, I was given Avastin for another 17 sessions. So total 23 rounds of chemos, which has happened. Now, when everything got over, okay, it had taken a lot of toll. And in between, I had twice COVID, okay? So it had taken a major toll on my health because I was very weak. I was not in a position uh, to, you know, to do a lot of things, but even then, my physicians had advised me, my, uh, my medical oncologist, Dr. Jent Kawande, he always mentioned me that, Uma, you sh should keep yourself busy. You know, till the time you feel that I am not able to do this particular task, you need rest, you take rest. But don't think that you are sick. That is the last thing that you are going to do. And I, even though I was not, I was on sabbatical, but household, whatever was possible from my end, I used to do entire child you know child care or his or her studies everything i was taking care of yeah you know so that's how i kept myself very busy and occupied throughout the day and after this entire uh, almost close to so may 2020 it began and it got over in september 2021 okay so this after this entire period i started few ayurvedic uh, you know, uh, therapy, not therapy as in medicine, or should I say, or if you say like Giloy, okay, I used to take Giloy juice, I used to take wheatgrass juice, okay, I used to take uh, papaya leaf, boiled papaya leaf juice, okay, so these have helped me, all nasty things, okay, I mean, my day used to begin with all these sour stuff. I'm familiar <laughs> with the taste <laughs> So it used to all happen like this, like you say, what is that called? Uh, moringa powder. Okay. Moringa powder is what I used to take. So these are certain things. Uh, then, so what happened after chemo? Uh, one was the weakness. Another was that excessive heat, excessive heat, because already my ovary was out. So I was dumped with, uh, you know, menopause and all those reactions. And my, and my body was not that prepared that to take that hit. Okay, so already there were a lot of medicines which were coming on my way and it had heated up me so much that um, you won't believe that uh, how I used to, you know, I used to sweat. Okay, if suppose I, I'm, I'm shouting a little, you know, on my daughter, I would end up sweating. It was that severe. Okay, and um, so that to, to counter that, I had to take a lot of chia seeds and you know uh, coconut water, and which I also right now I, I also continue with that. Then another important thing which, which Dr. Nikhil mentioned me was curcumin. Okay, so I used to have uh, this haldi water. 
turmeric water every day first thing in morning i used to have that glass of water because curcumin helps in curing cancer okay and the best part if you ask me of that treatment was i used to have eggs every day and eggs is something which i like okay so i used to you know mere to to uplift my mood so my husband used to tell ask me this question very often you know which is the thing which you like most in this your entire journey of one and a half years i used to say eggs and uh, you know just to add humor to it so my in-laws okay my mother-in-law she's very um, she's a very religious minded okay so not every day can you have eggs you know mondays tuesdays this day and that day so she has this kind of a funda but though that period and even now she always no 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 please have you should be having it whatever doctor has advised you so i was so pleased that there is no one to tell me that you cannot have you know so that's how i have uh, you know taken care of it yeah that's amazing man because uh, it's very uh, hard to you know find happiness and you know liking in a very uh, very hard situations but you still manage and support from your family yes. that's all you need at the end of the day right 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 so ma'am uh, during this hardships like for example as you said the treatments were high dose and uh, some days were very uh, stressful and hard to take so how did you manage your uh, emotional and mental well being during those days wonderful question <laughs> very wonderful question i'm just smiling at this point in time but um, you know it was it was very very difficult because after every chemo the first 3 uh, 4 days made me feel that um, whether at all i will be able to stand on my own feet because i couldn't stand on my own feet uh, i had i always needed some support to hold me to lift me from the bed okay then to help me to walk i came out of my uh, ot with six tubes hanging from my body and then when i re- reached uh, from hospital when i came home i was carrying four tubes okay they were coming out of my body so so after all this i it's not easy I, I, it would be very i would be lying if i say that i was losing hope okay i was losing hope and every moment seeing my daughter um who was and she actually what happened you know my husband um, after she was born in one and a half years he had to travel okay he had to live in sholapur so my daughter is uh, although she is very attached to her dad but more so with me because throughout the day i am associated with her and all of a sudden she saw that ma is not full fledgedly you know doing things with me so whatever she is asking me at times i have to say no sorry i can't do it no sorry i can't it's a bare minimum her homework and her assignments is still what i could support not beyond that um almost of the time it's her grandmother who was around uh, you know she used to my mother in law she used to help her but although she and then along with covid so twice it was covid and 14 days she was kept away from me absolutely you know she used to only see me from a distance so those are certain times you know i my heart used to cry more than the chemotherapy the pain i used to go through while taking that chemo inside it was more heartfelt um, trauma for me to see my daughter being away from me uh, especially during those covid days when she used to see from a distance and she used to cry 
<laughs> you know that why aren't you allowing me you are sitting still you are not allowing me you are you are all fine but still you are not allowing me to come closer to you you know so those are the times when uh, i was very emotionally down and it was very hard time um none of my my i lost my father by that time point in time it's it's nice that he left because he wouldn't have digested this news you know it would have been even more painful for me my mom couldn't come over so it was very very uh, emotionally um, very drenching and uh, but i would say i had uh, you know a very supportive husband okay so he used to always tell me that you know that's okay you will come out of it you definitely will come out of it and uh, he used to give me you know certain um, references that you see manisha koirala what she is doing see she has scaled a uh, uh, you know mountain she used to send me snaps so i also definitely gained strength seeing the survivors because i know they have gone through this tunnel which i am passing through okay and when i see these guys so it was just a matter of time probably that i have to come out of it and there were good days also you know there were good days also when uh, you know my daughter used to come back home with a good report card or if uh, my my medical reports were very good you know i did not miss any chemotherapies even due to covid it was just 15 days 15 days delay which has happened in the corresponding therapies not a single therapy was missed so these are certain instances which helped me grow and of course um, the books which i kept reading in those point in time although it was difficult for me to concentrate because my eyesight used to i i, I couldn't even look at one thing for a long time you know i my body was so weak so weak so um yeah so it happens <laughs> you 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 get the strength god helps you with it ma'am i can give a word on that your daughter would be very proud of her mother because she had gone through a lot but still smiling bright at the end of the day so so ma'am uh, what worked you the best during this journey what helped you the best i think the positive bent of mind and um, you know the trust which i had on my physicians because my physicians always told me that um, stay positive and uh, it will see medicines therapies will happen in its own way but if we are taking it in a in a good stride that you know i am healing and um, this problem which is happening see it i'm not going to the, the the micro level problems which i've gone through you know every step every um how should i put it like every step that i used to put gave me pain because it was a huge surgery which i went through you know and after that surgery when uh, so the chemos initially were very painful but post surgery chemos were further painful for me because that time the organ was not there and only where that chemo impacted was on my colon on my um um uh, you know i don't know exactly where but then it led to lot of other complications you know further complications so eating digesting living walking everything was very painful but i have taken that 
stride thinking that I am going to come out of this tunnel. And I am surviving each day because perhaps there is something, um, you know, kept in front of me, uh, which I need to achieve because of which I am going through all this. So I have um, always supported myself with that kind of a uh, environment. It's not that I have not seen the otherwise, you know, there were a lot of uh, views, news, you know, um, um, talks like, you know, why this, we should not be uh, talking about it, why this has happened to our family and all that. But then I tried to shut my ears for those conversations and uh, let only those things in inside my system, which would help me to heal. Okay, so that has been a conscious effort from my end. And um, I, I even do that. Even now I do that because even now it's, I am smiling, I'm doing all of it, I'm bringing back, but there are a lot of things which I'm going through, right? I have, I have little arthritic um, attacks on my left knee. My left knee has lost that strength, which I used to have, you know? So I have to go through a very regular physical regime okay um it, it's tremendously heatedness that i feel you know heat heat waves heat shocks i go through them regularly so for to contain that heat i have to take a lot of things i have to avoid a lot of things so which is part and parcel see these small small things i don't want to emphasize because looking at the big picture these small things are trivial that i am living that i am able to uh, see my child grow in front of me, take part in her life, you know, take help her like a normal child. I'm helping my child to grow. I think that's a tremendous boon. That's a tremendous blessing. And I have no areas, no point in complaining what I'm going through. I'm happy. I'm good. And I just want to live like this. And with this, if I can help somebody else, that will be my accomplishment. Yeah, ma'am, uh, your thought actually matters. The, and uh, the self-affirmation that one should have is the greatest medicine, I would say, during the treatment. You are, you are absolutely bang on self-affirmation. That's that belief system, that telling yourself that I'm fine. Because what I have realized, you know, um, this is me, but there is another me mm -hmm. inside me also. And my body, see, we, we talk, we say thank you to many people, but we don't say thank you to our body. I don't know how are you taking these thoughts of mine, but I have realized this, that if my body hadn't supported my mind, I wouldn't have been living this moment. So I'm extremely thankful how my body has supported me, actually. So ma'am, um, you said that uh, you had so many lifestyle changes during the treatment. So what exactly could you please specify like what are life, uh, lifestyle changes you had during the treatment and also what you follow after the treatment now Right, right. So first and foremost, uh, you know, there were four things which my doctor, Dr. Nikhil Parvati mentioned that be like an army man. This were her, his comments be like an army man and try to do these things every day without a single day of gap. 
which is have the turmeric water, have palak soup, have an egg, and have little bit of nachni in any form. So my day used to begin with having that turmeric water, which I used to prepare. Initially, my husband used to help me uh, preparing it, and later on, I picked it up. So I used to have that glass of water. I used to take an egg every day. Uh, and then I used to have palak soup every day. Okay. And along with it, I used to have nachni uh, either in the, in the form of porridge or maybe in the form of biscuit. I, I used to bake, you know, biscuits, nachni biscuits, and then have it in uh, with tea or something in the evening. So this is something... Later on, what happened was uh, exercises, especially I, I couldn't do during the treatment. These are the four things which I did. And of course, with a positive bent of mind, which for me was to cater to my child. Her problems, her, you know, whims and fancies. And then I had a, I have a neighbor, my next door neighbor there. We have a very small kid. So she was just barely six, I think six months when I was detected. And, you know, I used to bring her at our house, you know. So playing with her, uh, see her grow, see my daughter grow. I was busy. I was throughout the day, I was busy. Night when I used to go and uh, hit the bed, I used to fall asleep. Okay. After my entire chemotherapy uh, is over, is now what I have continued what I used to do. Along with that, I have started taking giloy. I have started taking wheatgrass intermittently, of course, not every day. Moringa powder is something which I keep taking. And I have taken up exercises into my system. So either it is a pranayama or it is a yoga or it is my knee or like joints exercise, you know, these are, and of course, cycling, because what happened was Dr. Nikhil mentioned, so that, you know, in order to strengthen your knees, you should do cycling more. So I have started that. And that is something which I do. I try to do because now that I have uh, a joint work and it is full time with daughter, school has started uh, I have a mother-in-law here. So there are a lot of familial responsibilities also. But even then, I, uh, I try to follow these things on a regular basis. So ma'am, what were your three top learnings from this journey? What a wonderful question. What a wonderful question. Okay. See, I feel, first of all, I'm blessed. Okay, mm -hmm. I feel blessed that I went through this journey because it's a life-changing journey, okay? Cancer is a life-changing disease. I definitely have done something good. That's why I have been struck with this because the learnings which I have received post uh, going through this is tremendous. First and foremost, what comes to the top of my mind is acceptance. Acceptance is the most important key um, there is no point in crying. There is no point in blaming anybody or myself or my fate or the God <laughs> that, you know, why have I been struck with this? Rather, accept it and move ahead. Okay. Follow the steps. You don't have to do anything spectacular or, you know, anything um, it's a very simple thing. Just follow the steps. What your uh, medical oncologist or 
uh, you know, medical physicians, whatever they suggest you follow this. After the treatment, you will be all fine. You will be all fine. That's a, you know, affirmation from myself. The second thing is that, you know, I was a different kind of a person. You know, I was very process oriented. I was pursuing uh, a PhD program just before I went into this particular uh, ailment. And I had a very busy schedule, you know. And I felt that, okay, I have to do this. And I was um, uh, quite unaware of my surroundings, you know, that has happened because uh, I was not taking enough care of myself, not, um, you know, it's only the child and the responsibilities, work, my own professional goals, personal goals. These things have, um, you know, kept me very busy, okay. But after this, when I saw that everything came to a halt for me, it was a full stop, big full stop, which I could see in front of me. And I had to, you know, push it aside and then make a path for myself. Okay. So while making the path, I, I have realized that it is better, uh, you know, taking small, small steps in life and not uh, being stressed out having a big goal in front, which makes me more scary and afraid that how will I be able to achieve? So rather than, it's not that uh, I'm not having a big picture in my mind right now. As I mentioned, I started off with a very big aim and a goal in front. I don't know how will I achieve, but that doesn't, um, you know, uh, that doesn't create any stress inside me because I feel if that is why I have survived, I will definitely reach there. There will be something coming out of eternity which will take me to there. And probably today that I'm speaking to you is a sign for me that, you know, I am my direction. Uh, these small, small steps will take me to where I want to achieve or where I want to reach. Okay. So I'm not really worried what is going to happen. I used to be very paranoid with where am I, uh, you know, I in my personal growth and my professional growth. Right now, I'm, I'm more calm and more composed because I feel uh, there are certain things which is, if it is destined for me, it is going to happen. Nobody can take it from me. Okay, so better I, uh, thinking about future, let me not waste my today's moment. Okay, so right now I'm more focused in my today and now than thinking about the future okay and the last thing is what I feel is you know it's not that I wasn't helpful or I wasn't social or I wasn't doing um, you know not this uh, friendly but right now I value human um, a set or rather how should I put it in terms of I have now started thinking that um, it's not about what I achieve. It's about what I am here to offer for. Okay. So what I achieve or what I will receive, I will receive. Nobody is going to. So that has affirmed in me that whatever I am destined to get in this life, I will get it. Let me not put my thoughts there or get me unnecessarily stressed. Rather, what I am now focused at is what can I deliver or what can I offer to others? And whichever way it is possible, I am preparing myself and I'm there to offer. So that's our, my 
three most important learnings from the host of learnings and the wishes that I have uh, you know, come up with. But these are the three cardinal ones. Amazing, wow. Uh, so what would be a message that you want to deliver to the cancer patients, caregivers who will be listening to you? Okay, okay. See, for patients, I will say that uh, it's okay. See, the first thing that I thought that comes to our mind is that why me, you know? Why me? Of all people, why me and my family is going through this crisis? I would say that it's okay. Um, you know, accept it. It has come, accept it, and try to come out of it the best possible manner. And the best possible manner would be to remain calm. To remain calm, the, it's no point in, uh, you know, get yourself in a, uh, to perturb yourself more. Rather, accept the pain. I can't say that you enjoy the pain. That's a, I have not enjoyed my pain. But the acceptance, you know, will help you to, will bring down the, the effect of that pain a little bit. And try to put yourself into um, something which is around. Rather than, you know, I will not be able to do this task. My submission will be engage yourself with whatever task is around you. And it is possible at your from your way, you know, engage yourself. If it is playing, if it is um, being with your kids, like in my case, I have submitted myself to my kid, you know, at that point in time. And that helped me to come out of it. And I was telling you, I got another kid. So people used to ask me, Uma, you have two daughters. I said, no, 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 I have one. <laughs> so, you know, her, the little one used to come and used to ask me, I want this, I want that. You know, I used to play with her. I used to give her so more than, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful to her mother also that she has completely uh, allowed me to raise her daughter along with mine, you know. And that took the majority of my time. And I was very happy with them. So you will have to find your own happiness. You know, that's my um, message to the patients that find your own happiness. It is a painful journey, no doubt about it. But the journey is going to come to an end. So even if it is hard times or bad times, that also comes to an end. Good times also comes to an end. So don't think that now that you're going through a hardship, you would not see the rays of sun tomorrow. Have that hope instilled in your heart. Rather, you every day focus on your hope that you are getting little and little better. Even if that pain survives, you know, still tell yourself that I am better. My body is helping me. And you take it from me, it creates wonders. The more I give myself that affirmation that I am, my body is helping me to come out of it, it will help you further. It will help you further. So that is something which I want to, uh, you know, tell people that um, if I have survived, so will you. Have faith. Have that, let that hope, you know, add more power to that hope inside. And I think, God has created all of us. If he has given us this disease, he has given us that enough strength also to come out of it. So be rest assured that your body knows how to fight with it. But you have to be with your body. You have to stand by yourself now. So forgetting everything on earth, right now you have to stand by yourself and tell yourself that I am with you and I'm going to support you.
So you will come out of it. No, that was very insightful message. So ma'am, uh, at the end, if you want to sum up this journey of up and downs in just a one sentence, what would it be? My God, you are really asking me very tough questions. I'm very, very happy to have knowing you and to come here on your platform. So I think, as I was saying that, you know, I think there are certain bigger uh, goals for me to achieve and to deliver on this planet because of which I have gone through this pain. Because unless and until I have gone through this pain, uh, I wouldn't know what, my, what I am capable of offering. I, I'm not saying that I'm aware about it, but now I have changed my directions and more than, you know, see myself grow, I want to grow with along with others. So I think this change in me has been brought about uh, by this disease. Okay, and I'm, I'm so very grateful and thankful to God for, um, for taking me through this kind of an experience because this experience is an eye-opening experience and no other book or no other course. So I am a, you know, a Bengali coming from presidency college. So I was always after, you know, after this certification, I will do this. I was taking a PhD, but I feel what this disease has taught me, perhaps no book on this earth would actually help me realize what I have realized, okay? I just want to help uh, uh, my, my mission now is to create something which actually brings a smile and brings a sigh of relief, you know, in the lives of others. And I think perhaps that's the reason I have gone through this. Well, it does not sound up in one sentence please pardon me for that no ma'am it's it's hard to actually sum up this long journey so i can understand so ma'am uh, thank you so much it was really really inspiring to listening to you and also thank you so much for sharing your this brave experience and how you overcame and everything it was very very insightful and very inspiring. So ma'am, all the very best uh, for your future endeavors. Thank you so much for being part of Cancer Healing Journey session. Take care ma'am, bye. Yeah. Thank you so very much and thank you for your patience. You have a lovely you know, persona and you have asked me some great questioning. I'm so glad that, uh, so perhaps if I get a second chance somewhere else, I will be prepared that see, these are kind of questions which can come to me. So it was wonderful coming here and knowing you and we shall be connected. And uh, as I mentioned that if I'm of any help to your organization, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. I will be more than happy to uh, render support in any form. Definitely, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So thank you so much. Yes. Take, Take care. care. Take care. Have a nice day. Same. You too. Bye.